0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Oh, Pater! Pater! Hey. Hi, everyone. I'm Tom Hennepin, live from Jordan-Hare Stadium. Penn State wins on the road at Auburn by score 41-12. Welcome to Pater, a Penn State football show. This show is brought to you by our sponsors, Funk Brewing, the official craft beer partner of Pater. Now, of course, we're big fans of Funk Citrus IPA and Silent Disco IPA. But don't forget, our official beer, the Pater IPA, is available in Funk's tasting rooms right now. And it will be in beer distributors and grocery stores by Friday, September 16th. Funk has so many great beers to choose from at their tap rooms in Emmaus, Elizabethtown, and York in Pennsylvania. You can find a variety of Funk Brewing beers at your favorite beer distributor and grocery store. Visit FunkBrewing.com to learn where and how you can get their fantastic products must be 21 years or older to purchase please drink responsibly also Paydirt is brought to you by our partners at betonline the fastest easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with first to market odds and lines find reviews and news for every league including major league baseball the nfl nba nhl combat sports esports and even golf bet online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting to props and futures. Head to betonline.ag today or use your mobile device to join and place your first bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's B L E A V 50, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Pay Dirt is presented by Bet Online, where the game starts. Also, we invite you to head to shop.believe.com. That's shop.bleav.com and search paydirt for our two t shirts. One has the official show logo over the heart, it comes in white, navy blue, and black. And the other is a navy blue t shirt. It has the paydirt word mark over the heart. And on the back, circa the 2012 Penn State football season, it has Matt McLoyne's name and number. It's very fitting as this season of Nittany Lion football marks the 10 year anniversary of that team. Again, head to shop.believe.com, that's shopb and search PayDirt for our two t-shirts.
1: Alright, Beaver Stadium about 900 miles away from Jordan-Hare Stadium, but Penn State goes down south and goes into Auburn and takes down the Tigers 41-12. to Hi everyone, I'm Tyler Feldman, thrilled to be filling in for Tom Hannafin. He was actually in Auburn at the game and joined it as a fan. He told me that he would drink one paid dirt IPA for every point Penn State scored.
2: How about that, Matt McCoy? Incredible, man. And the beer's fantastic, by the way, Tyler. I'm not sure if you had had one yet or not, but we'll do our best to uh to you know to get one to you to make sure you can try it. But what a game, what a great environment oh, for college football. I mean, you you just get a sense that you know a school like Auburn, and we've known this, right? They take great pride in their team, they take great pride in opposing teams coming to their environment especially teams you know and, and you know correct me if I'm wrong it was the first Big Ten opponent to make the trip yeah, on Auburn that and was play insane there.
1: to me I think for the casual fan who knew that that was the first ever know. Big Ten opponent I, I didn't know that either and I watch a ton of college football I think the other crazy part is now Penn State's not your normal non-conference opponent but that went for Penn State snapped Auburn's 17 game winning streak against non-conference opponents at home and I haven't had that beer yet I need one sent to me here in Austin <laughs> just for you guys watching and listening at home. Uh, class of 2016, I'm currently a sports anchor at KVU, the ABC affiliate here in Austin. So if, if the beer travels, I'll crack one open and enjoy you know, one. You,
2: you know what? They they called it an orange out today in Auburn. I saw a heck of a lot of white there. Yeah,
1: there. yeah. yeah and a heck you of knew a Penn lot of Penn to travel. Fans. Yeah, You knew they'd travel. You knew the fan base would travel. This has been on the calendar since Auburn was put on the schedule for the home-and-home home series. Uh, Penn State winning last year, of course, at Beaver Stadium. But Matt, I, where do you want to start with this? Because I, I, Penn State was favored 2.5 points, so not shocked that you know this is a down year for Auburn, but to win the way they did, really impressive.
2: Yeah, I, I wasn't surprised, to be honest with you, Tyler. I said on our preview episode, uh, two scores. This is going to be a two score game, a two score win by Penn State. It's not, look, it's still Auburn. It's still a massive win, especially on the road beating an SEC opponent the way they did. I mean, this is the best that Penn State has looked into. I'll be honest with you. I was, I was nervous early on when that fourth down happened. I'm thinking to myself, oh, not yeah. again. Not again. Yeah, here we go. Right at midfield. I, I still don't think it was the right thing to do. I think you punt it in that situation. I talk a lot about this on this show. Reserve the right to punt. Right? A tough environment. <laughs> it's not like you were going three and out. They'd already converted yeah. it or down there. Right? Punt it. Make that Auburn offense that's struggling. Go the length of the field and score on you. Your quarterback almost got broken in half the play before right yeah. so I, but, I thought but that I loved, called...
1: yeah and I, I love the way Sean Clifford responded after that and I know that preview podcast that you did with Tom I have it down here you said that Auburn was very one-dimensional on offense run heavy you were spot on there and then PSU needs to score early to take the crowd out of it and boy were you dead on there because Sean Clifford I thought he had a lot of grit early on in that first quarter first half in general because I think that set the tone for the rest of the game, the way he responded from that fourth down conversion that he couldn't get the first down.
2: Yeah, and, and I, you know I mentioned you know Auburn does struggle throwing the football, but man, are those guys talented with the ball in their hands. Right, yeah. Hunter Bigsby Ashford is a stud with the ball in his hand. Man, they just they just have to find the pass game. And I think it, it, for for Auburn to continue to move forward, I yeah, remember they play Missouri, they play LSU, they have to play Georgia this year. They need to find one quarterback and stick with them. The two quarterback system cannot. Can, it doesn't It doesn't work, Tyler. I've been a part yeah. of it. I've been a part of it in my <laughs> career. It doesn't work. You need one guy your team can look at and your team can rely on week in and week out, and I think that's what Auburn needs to do. They need to find which quarterback um, they're going to go with. But you mentioned Sean Clifford, and I'm excited to talk about this today. He looked calm. Yeah, sh- he looked yeah. confident. Even on that touchdown run,
1: even handing the ball off, throwing the ball downfield, taking some shots, I, I, I was very enlightened to see the way Sean Clifford played especially on the road in an SEC environment there was a ton of Penn State blue and white there but boy I was really really impressed with Sean Clifford because there have been so many questions about if he can be the guy in this sixth year for him and I think he answered a lot of those questions against a down Auburn team but still an SEC opponent.
2: Yeah you know what I think one of the things was important that you have to look at is that it's not at least the past two weeks what we're seeing now is that it's not on him to win the football game anymore you found a running game you found a star in nick singleton i mean look and yeah we got to talk
1: about nick singleton
2: and and we'll go there right now one of the things tom and i talked about last week was what do you do moving forward now i'm not surprised that singleton was a starting quarterback after what he did against ohio absolutely deserve the right to start this football game. I still loved seeing Keevon Lee in there getting carries. Katron Allen obviously becoming a bigger part of that offense. And we saw what Devin Ford is still capable of doing in the run game and the pass game. But you got a guy that can go. I thought the – and we talk about the running backs. We have to talk about the offensive line. I thought they did a a much better job blocking. Still things to clean up. But when you give this guy a crease, Tyler, when you give him a scene, we can see – what he is capable of doing and and it's simply it's incredible how good this guy is right now and what the future yeah. holds for him
1: true freshman just crazy to watch him run in the offensive line it's not like singleton needs a crazy seam. you just give him a little inch or two here or there and he can break free and we saw that time and time again against auburn now that offensive line i think even in the efforts of you know start to finish give them credit too because when you have running backs and Penn State has options all over the field, but when the running backs play that well, you have to credit the offensive line.
2: Yeah, and when the running backs play that well, it makes Sean Clifford's job that much easier. Right? Because, <laughs> you, 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 I mean, look, and I've been in that spot before. When you're running it well, you think to yourself, all right, we've got positive yardage with the run game here. I don't have to, you know, I don't have to force throws left and right. We're not, we're not. You know fighting ourselves in third and long situations, right? We're getting positive yards on first, second down. We're putting ourselves into third and manageable. I could take a step back out for relax. Let me play my yeah. game, right? You don't feel this pressure on your back that Sean Clifford probably felt in week one at Purdue, where they had to put two drives together before the first half and then they had to put that drive together at the end of the game. He didn't have to do that. Right, they continue to move the change. They found big plays. That run game opened up the pass game, and it was great to see how they were able to play complementary football. It's just th- this is what the offense should like. This is what I envision the offense looking like when the run game is going well. It just takes so much pressure off that pass game. But, Tyler, again, one of the worst plays in football, it's one of the worst plays playbook, is the quarterback draw. I know they scored yeah, I, on it in the red zone. Yeah. I can't stand it. I cannot yeah. stand the QB draw <laughs> from the gun. It's, it's, it's one of the worst. Uh, I, It's one of the worst plays in football.
1: No, I, I saw Clifford going and listening to the uh, shows you've done with Tom so far. I thought immediately of you, and I, I said, like, "Yeah, it's a touchdown." But I know, I know, Matt's going to be uh, disheartened uh, talking about. It.
2: <laughs> well, listen, they scored. if hey, it so works, like, it, it works, right? Exactly. It's one of those things where my- you know you just shake your head. You say you scored on it, so I can't really yeah, say anything. But yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to see it that much moving forward, Tyler. And uh, hey, we what- didn't see it
1: a lot. I, I think the the biggest key was the offense looked comfortable that Week One game on the road against Purdue, a team that you're very high on to possibly win the West. Uh, that's a tough first game. I think Penn State fans have to remember that. Week three, I think defense, offense, Penn State just looked a lot more comfortable. Speaking of the offense, Manny Diaz, uh, they looked in sick. Six sacks, three fumbles forced, two recovered, two interceptions, 11 tackles for loss, totally dominated that depleted Auburn offense they didn't look good but you have to credit the Penn State defense because they looked really good and those turnovers obviously leading to points on the board for the Nittany Lions
2: yeah they look really solid today. and what I was really impressed with and this is this is what I love to see out of Penn State defense is staying strong in the red zone right you, Auburn put drives together but they fought in the red zone you know right they bent they didn't break though yeah, right held held to him, a couple field goals. held him to three points at a time and I mean it, it was almost I mean there was a collection of guys that really stood out for me today I thought Adisa Isaac played fantastic yeah. Curtis Jacobs played well chop Robinson I, I, I remember talking about chop Robinson when he was at Maryland last year and how good this guy was and how good he can become. And he's showing it week in and week out. He's getting better and better Is building the run game and the ability to get pressure on the quarterback. Abdul Carter's a beast. He is a beast. He's wearing that number 11. He's wearing that number 11. But, he, I mean, he, he has got such potential for a young player. He's smart. He's got great instincts. He reacts well. Man, he flies around the field. I can't wait to continue to watch this guy uh, progress week in and week out. And then how about you know Jair Brown? A big interception there, man. I mean, you, just, you can just see his veteran presence and what he means to that defense out there.
1: It's the depth for me. I mean, so many guys making plays. A lot of times you'll see one or two guys. But right now, this Penn State team, especially today uh, against Auburn, we're recording this right after the game. They have so many big-time guys and athletes on the field defensively that can make those plays, that can switch a game just like that. I think for Penn State, they lead the nation in past breakups, and we saw that time and time again. And those plays can really shape an entire game. I'm still just shocked. I mean, for you, Matt, defensively, offensively, what concerns possibly do you still have about this Penn State team moving forward? We've been talking about the good, but are there any areas where you're like, Well, the third and long, there were a couple big plays for Auburn. Is that an area, or are there other areas that maybe this Nittany Lion team still can work on?
2: No, look, 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 I mean, anytime you play the game, you 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 never focus. At least I didn't. You know, you never try (laughs) to focus on the good because you expect it to be good, Tyler. You expect to go out there and play well. You expect every single situation to go well, every play to be great. But it's even when you win, like you think to yourself, "I wish I did this better. Uh, I wish." I could have got that throw back. We could have made this play defensively. And when I look at it, it's the third and 14 uh, down conversion by Finley. He runs for the first down. They brought pressure. It was bad gap contained. He was able to to sneak out and get a first down there. Um, you know, I, I thought Johnny Dixon did some good things that time, had a pass interference call. Uh, but go- coverage was good for the most part. Um You know, so there's there's a few things. Daquan Hardy needs to be a little bit better in coverage as well. He got beat on that inside fade route. And there's a few things that stand out like that. But it's small moments, Tyler. Right. It didn't snowball. Right. Penn State was able to stop the bleeding. Right. When Auburn made big plays. Right. We're able to hold up and stop them in the red zone, holding the three points. So that's what's encouraging about it is that they may have given up a big play here, a big third down conversion here, but they were able to rally, collect themselves, and stop them from scoring six.
1: What about that trick play that we saw from the Penn State offense in the second quarter? I I don't see a ton of that often, so when I do see it and it works, it's like, wow, okay, this this is in the playbook. I, it was used used appropriately, I thought.
2: That brought me back to 2011 Nebraska at Penn State at home. We did a similar <laughs> play. That was my first and only career catch at Penn State. I'm pretty <laughs> sure I tried. <laughs> now, you may have to look this up, Tyler. And, and for those listening, you may need to look this up, but I'm pretty sure I tried to do a spin move in the red zone to try to. Yeah, now they,
1: <laughs> yeah they, they call that the McGloin special.
2: Well, that's it's that. I, I, well, I'm, I guess I'm known for that. that Oh, terrible spin move, and then the awful dive versus Northwestern. Um, but uh, that's good. That plays usually good for once a year or so, where you do the reverse pass to the quarterback. But let me tell you something. That's one of those things, Tyler. Well, obviously you see on film, but as a quarterback, when you hand the football off, you're carrying out your fakes. You're always looking backside, right? You're always gaining information. And it's one of those things as a quarterback when you see the defensive ends are crashing hard, or a corner's not staying home, or a safety's biting really hard, or you run to the sideline you say hey coach i think it's time to dial up the reverse pass to me now nine out of ten times like you're crazy we're not calling that but if you have a good reason for it right you're saying this is what they're doing they're 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 playing this coverage they're they're bringing the other corner over he's playing over the slot there's nobody back home everybody's flowing that way i could be wide open for a big play or a big gain you know then then the coach will throw you a bone and say all right go try to make a play for us so that's but that's when the game's fun. but uh, but yeah, that, that that was cool to see. It brought back brought back some memories.
1: I Love hearing that memory. I think a lot of Penn State fans definitely can remember that 2011 game against a Nebraska. Team that has all of a sudden just they're they're swimming they're swimming in the wrong direction. That that's another conversation we could have maybe outside of this podcast. But I think important note here, Matt, is just the way that Penn State. I feel like the energy going into this season was have the Nittany Lions plateaued under James Franklin not in a bad way just in a way like is this what it's going to be season to season now Penn State started 3 and 0 last year another 3 and 0 start this year does this win 41 to 12 that gap against an SEC opponent on the road give you a little bit more hope as Penn State goes into Big 10 play uh, in a couple weeks or does it still kind of you still need to see some more stuff
2: No I always want to see more right you know um but you know to start off 3 and 0 I mean, the, and the most important thing is winning football games, right? It doesn't yeah. matter if it's 41 to 12, 41, 40, 12, 10. It doesn't matter. You're winning football games. But what this does is it now sets Penn, Penn State up to have the opportunity. And I'm not looking ahead, but we're just talking here to have the opportunity to be 5-0 before they head into that bye week, which would be massive for this program. The mentality of the players on this team knowing they're undefeated heading, in, heading into a bye week. Um, but again, Northwestern is still a very tough team. They're going to have to play after... Central Michigan next week at home, Um, but you mentioned two very winnable games. Absolutely, you mentioned the SEC and Auburn. It is a huge win, even though it looks like this will be a down year for Auburn. Um, You know, they they found out how to win at Purdue, which I think is one of the more important things you need to take a look at, right? You know, so that that game could have went wrong ten times for Penn State. They could have easily walked out of Ross State with a loss, but they rallied. They marched on the field and score and I said it before, Tyler, I think a moment like that and a game like that is something that you carry with you throughout the entire season.
1: For players and for fans, I was at the Penn State Bar at Austin for that Purdue game, and the stress levels were high during that Purdue game. This viewing experience for the Auburn-Penn State game, much different, I think, for the Penn State fans that made the trip that were inside Jordan-Hare, just to see all the Tiger fans funnel out of the stadium that's when you know you've done a good job on the field. When an SEC opponent on their home field, they have have won seventeen straight non-conference games. That snapped, and you see the fans file out early. Uh, pretty impressive job by Penn State and the Nittany Lion fans always travel well.
2: Here's, here's the thing too, real quick, yeah. real quick, Todd. Before we continue, and here's the thing too, and yeah. I, you know, uh, Penn State was ready for that environment. Sure, they had two false starts in the first half, but they weren't out of control. That was a controlled offense there with that noise being in that hostile environment in that atmosphere and I'm not comparing Purdue to Auburn I'm not doing it Purdue is definitely extremely loud and a tough place to play I'm sure it was you know brutal there you know to being able to call plays getting in out of the huddle but they managed it they overcame it right that's what was important I think week one helped what they were able to do here in week three today
1: yeah, that, that, that's what gets you ready for this game. That's what gets you ready for this game. Uh, had, to rep, had to rep the shirt. Uh, Tom hooked me up. So, uh, yeah, there are a lot of takeaways, though, I think, from this game. Even that Jacob's big third down sack in the first mm-hmm. quarter. I mean, a, a lot of tone-setting plays. And then Auburn was still in the game a little bit. They just couldn't find the end zone. I think the Penn State defense, really, and this is a Manny Diaz defense, and Manny's trying to kind of restructure his resume i mean all his past experience at miami this is a job that i think a lot of people were unsure about him taking over the defensive ranks but this is the type of win defensively we were like maybe this is the right guy to steer this penn state defense back to where everyone knows it can be.
2: Yeah, yeah, you know, that that that's a great point because I think there was a lot of uncertainty. What's Manny Diaz going to bring to Penn State? What's he going to bring to this defense? How fast is he going to be able to implement his defense and how fast are these guys going to be able to understand it to the point where they got a shot at winning the Big 10. Yeah. Um, you know, I think we've certainly seen progress. Week in and week out. You mentioned depth before, which is something I always love talking about at Penn State because that is what they do. And that is is what they do well. They're one of the better teams in the Big Ten at being able to build depth. And what I mean by build depth is get guys time now. So that once big that middle of the season, big 10 play to late in the year, once that kicks around, right, guys get banged up, guys get injured sometimes. But what is the guy behind him capable of? He's already played that way. He has to step in. He already has experience. He already knows what to expect in big moments, in big situations. We saw a lot of different numbers out there today uh, on on the road in that environment. In a game like that, it's huge. It's huge for the mentality of this defense.
1: At key positions, too, quarterback, we saw a few guys, running back, we saw a number of guys. So those skill positions when you're playing and getting some time at an SEC road environment, that is ginormous moving into the Big Ten season. Uh, One stat for you, Matt, uh, Penn State had two rushes of 40 or more yards last season. Already this season, Nick Singleton alone has five rushes of 40 or more yards over the last two games. So that just gives you an idea of, how important he's been and the other running backs have been to just the young running backs to this offensive resurgence. And I, again, I think that helps Sean Clifford. I think knowing that he has some guys back there that makes him probably a lot more comfortable about what he's doing. Right.
2: Yeah. You know, cause I look, we talked a lot about before this season even started, how the strength of this team was going to be Sean Clifford, how wins and losses depended on how Sean Clifford played. I think I'm changing that a little bit now. I'm after seeing this team through three weeks now. It's like it's it's starting to shift a little bit, right? If they can continue to run the ball and look, it's not like you know he had 170 yards in week two. He had a little over a buck 20 today, right? So is that sustainable? To have those expectations for a freshman, Tyler, a little unfair. But yeah. if they can be consistent with it, if the threat is always there, then the pressure on Sean Clifford goes down significantly, right? I, th- I just think I just think we saw a more relaxed and a more Sean Clifford out there today. Hundred percent,
1: hundred knew it,
2: and I think he just felt how strong that wrong that that run game has been over
0: the past two weeks. Are you a fan of rivalries? Are you a fan of smack talk? Do you like to stand out from the crowd at tailgates? If so, head over to Smack Apparel and check out what their team is geared up for this football season. Their Let There Be White tee is the perfect gear for those famous whiteout games at Beaver Stadium. Or get straight to the point with the worst tee for all the Ohio State haters out there. Smack Apparel makes the gear that'll have everyone asking where you got it. They have the must have tees for all your teams, including pro football, baseball basketball every fan is covered head over to their website smackapparel.com and use the promo code paydirt at checkout for 10 percent off again that's smackapparel.com promo code paydirt at checkout why wear boring when you can wear smack Flat should describe your TV, not your TV sound. Experience your entertainment like never before with the new Sonos Ray. This compact and easy to use soundbar puts you at the center of shows, movies, games, and more with crisp highs and precisely balanced bass. Breeze through setup with help from the Sonos app. You can even use your own remote for control. And when the TV is off, stream music, radio, podcasts, and audiobooks from all your favorite services. Visit Sonos.com, that's S-O-N-O-S.com, to learn more.
1: For for me, I, I can't wait to see how Sean Clifford takes this game specifically and then goes throughout the rest of the season because I feel like this game, the Purdue game, you know, he had his faults, he had his mistakes, a little bit of a tougher environment, I think, to kick off the season, still getting those aches and pains and nuts and bolts together first game of the year. But this game I think was a huge confidence builder for Sean Clifford because the way he played, more importantly, the way he led the offense is what I saw and everything was calm, cool, collected and I think that led to such a sustained start to finish game for this Penn State offense obviously helped by the Penn State defense
2: one of the more important things too moving forward is how Mike Yurcich continues to use and develop these running backs as well right is it going to continue to be this one two three type running back rotation system or is he going to move you know more towards heavy Nick Singleton with Catron Allen getting thrown in the mix, you know, I, I, again, something I talked about in the preview episode. I hope they don't go away from Kevon Lee moving forward because I love the experience of Kevon Lee. He's played in a lot of big games. Um, he's done a lot for for the program and, and helped win a lot of football games. I hope they don't move move away from him. Um, but I mean, how could you not feature Nick Singleton now, week in and week out? Yeah, you, you have to. I mean, it's obvious.
1: And I, you heard so many comparisons on the CBS broadcast of Nick Singleton to other great backs and other notable running backs through Penn State and just in general, like, is it fair to compare him to Saquon Barkley or is that too extreme? I, I think different in the way they run a little bit, but I think Nick Singleton, as a true freshman, certainly has that ceiling and that talent. He was National Gatorade Player of the Year for a reason in high school last year. So, I mean, he clearly has the tangibles and the skill set to make it happen.
2: Yeah, look, we've we've certainly entered the Nick Singleton era at the running back position here at Penn State. But look, it's early, right? We're, I'm not going to put him in the Kajana Carter, Evan Royster, Blair Thomas, you know, uh, uh, Saquon Barkley, you know, uh, type type running back. Uh, Matt McLaurin, yet. type uh, runners I, or running backs? <laughs> <laughs> I think I had negative rushing yards my senior year. But, you know, look, it's not, that's just, for me, that's not, that's not fair to do to the young kid yet. Right? I think yeah. at this point in time, he's still trying to figure out who he is as a running back. Right? He's still developing the game, at the game physically. He's still developing mentally. He's still learning how to play the game at a college level. He's still understanding how to handle pass protection and things like that. So, Right. The most important message to a kid like Nick Singleton, who's had success early on thus far in his career, is to keep grinding, to keep working, put your head down and focus and just keep going. Ignore the noise. Don't read the papers. Don't watch the news. Don't buy into the hype. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep grinding and keep working.
1: And that's why I've always appreciated you as a player, Matt, because just I have that same head-down mentality, work hard and and just get the job done, ignore the noise. I think for Nick Singleton, though, as a Penn State fan, whether you're six years old and just becoming a Penn State fan, or you're 80 years old and been watching the Nittany Lions forever, I'll tell you what, it's hard not to drool over just his natural talent and athleticism on the field because when you see that breakaway speed, it's just like, wow, like
2: this guy is it. That was uh the 54 yard touchdown yeah, was the one that specifically. Yeah, it was the one where you know I'm sitting here watching on the couch, and by by the time he got to like to the linebackers, I just go, My gosh. And I, I just I yelled at the TV, I go, that's why blocking schemes and, and finding what your job responsibility is as an offensive lineman and as a tight end, that's why knowing what that is is so important. Because if you give that guy a step. There is no one in the stadium that's going to catch this guy. I mean, he's so explosive, he's so fast. I mean, you can tell every time he's carrying the ball, he's looking to break one.
1: He, he caught the Auburn secondary sleepy, basically, or it appeared that way because they weren't even close. They, I mean, they turned around and phew, he was gone. I I, think, um, I just think
2: that like he like he's so new to college football, right? He's so new to the Big Ten. He's so new to Penn State. I don't think what we're seeing on film, right, we're not giving him enough credit, I guess, for how fast he is. And apparently neither is Auburn's secondary because he's just blowing by guys on their defensive side of the ball They're taking bad angles at him, And he's just running right past them. So but what I think you're going to see, Tyler, as you move forward, I think teams are going to start to realize that they're going to start to respect that. They're going to start to understand that a little bit and have to make the changes necessary to even contain this guy.
1: So, so how does a young running back, how does a young college football player understand that and understand to himself and say, hey, you know, I've had a few really good games to start the season. I have to prepare for teams to prepare for me. How do you go about that preparation, especially as a young as a young player, as a young standout player uh, to make those changes? Or do you not change anything?
2: Yeah, I don't think you change anything. Right. I think the most important thing you can do is focus on yourself, focus on your own development continue to stay healthy, continue to do the things you've been doing because clearly they've been working, right? But I think the most important message, again, is to not buy into what everybody is saying about you, right? The comparisons to Saquon that, you know, he has the potential to be three and done, right? Don't buy into it. Don't pay attention to it. Don't go that route. And I think what's important now are for guys like Sean Clifford, Mitchell Tinsley, the Parker Washingtons, um, the tight end group, right? Those guys, Kevon Lee, those guys need to be able to rally around this guy and protect this guy and say, listen, man, we got really- you. We got your back, right? Continue yeah. to do continue to do what you're doing. We support you.
1: I'm glad you brought up Mitchell Tinsley. I, I, I'm impressed with his game as well. I mean, that, that, that dude can haul it in. It seems like he's a pretty talented playmaker as well.
2: Yeah, I, I've been waiting, you know, not not saying he hasn't done anything impressive over the first two weeks, but I've been waiting for him to really string some plays together, right, string some drives together. Um, and he did that, and that that's what I expected to see, right, the the, uh, the third down play and then the inside fade down the sideline early in the game. I mean, what a great throwing ball, but to be able to concentrate and to yeah. make that catch um, shows you just how talented Tinsley is. And I think when you pair him with Washington, man, that's a dangerous combination. Right, And for me, I'm saying get these guys the ball early, find them early in the game, make it a point right, in your first 15, first 12, first 20, whatever it is as, as a play caller. These guys need to see the football early. They have to get the ball in the hands and they were able to do that today.
1: Matt, you used the word dangerous. I think at this point, especially after a blowout win on the road against an SEC opponent, how good is this Penn State team? I feel like that's what Nittany Lion fans are going to talk about this week. Like, is this a team that that can win the Big Ten, that can maybe play in the college football playoff, or do we need to slow our horses down a little bit and understand that we still have some things to understand and learn about this Penn State team?
2: Yeah, no, we need to pump the brakes a little bit. Um, there's still a lot of things they need to figure out. Um, the offensive line still needs to continue to get better, although the past couple of weeks have been encouraging. They are getting better. Um you know, it's we're not there yet. I don't think anybody's there yet. I mean, there's certainly a few teams across the Big Ten and across, across America who who are the favorites who you think can get there. Um, but I, I look at, like, what a team like Michigan State did a year ago who won a lot of football games. That was unexpected. Um, you look at what Michigan did. They got beat by Michigan State. Everybody thought that was it. Then they go on to, to beat Ohio State, win the Big Ten, and make the college football playoffs. So, you know, It's what we've seen so far has been fantastic. It's been great at times. Um, You can tell this is a team that that sticks together, Um, you know, that 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 enjoys playing together. Um, And I think early on in the season, that's that's very important. That's crucial to have because that's going to be tested when you play Michigan, when you play Ohio State, when you play Michigan State.
1: Matt, when you watch college football games, how much do you look into the play calling? Uh, you, you played the sport, you played it competitive at the highest college level. You played in the NFL at the highest level. So for you, when you're watching Penn state, like, are you thinking to yourself, man, I would have ran something different there. Yeah, like, how do you feel, <laughs> I, and I feel like that's just the vibes I'm getting hopping on here with you for the first time. But like, where do you feel like Penn state is right now at this point in the season, three games in, like, are they still Trying to figure out their identity, or do you think the identity is there? They just need to keep
2: growing. They're, they're, they haven't found it yet. They need to keep growing, but they're they're trending in the right direction now. Mike, and, yours. And how do you notice
1: that? How do you notice that?
2: Um. Oh, for me, for, like, I, if you want to win and you want to be successful in the Big Ten, you have to be able to run the football when you want to run the football. That's where it starts, right? Look, again, we talked about a lot about Purdue. Look at Purdue. They won nine games a year, uh, a year ago. They can't run the football, right? They've gotten better at running, but they're still not there yet. You have to run the ball. Look what Michigan did with that one-two yeah. punch last year. Right, How good their run game was. They won the Big Ten. Ohio State's able to run the football whenever they want, year in and year out. That's what Penn State needs to become. Sean Clifford's the type of quarterback who will have so much more success if this run game is successful, I'm not saying they need to run for a buck fifty week in and week out, Tyler, but it needs to be consistent enough as to where teams prepare for it and the threat is there and their coverage and their linebackers and their front, right? It, it says, well, we need to be prepared for them to run, run zone or to run power here, not. They're just gonna ban on the run if we stop it early on. It doesn't matter. They'll yeah. go to quick game on early downs and try to get to third and manageable. Right. So the past two weeks, I think they're starting to figure out who who they are as an offense. I'll say this Mike Yurcich has done a much better job over these first three weeks of the season as as a game play caller at Penn State than
0: he did all last year. Are you looking for undeniably good hair and beard care? Then Maestro's Classic is perfect for you. Maestros has beard washes, beard oils, beard butters plus hair gels and pomades it's one brand for every man visit maestrosclassic.com that's m-a-e-s-t-r-o-s classic.com and use our promo code paydirt15 paydirt15 at checkout for 15 percent off your order maestros classic crafting a better you
1: What's your biggest takeaway? Like, if you had one takeaway from this Auburn game, I think for me it's the defense. I was really, really impressed with the defense against Auburn, an SEC team, and I keep repeating that, but that's the reality. These are really good athletes in the SEC, arguably the top conference for football in the country. So the way the defense played, they won the turnover battle, they sacked the quarterback, they applied pressure. Uh, that third and long situation is maybe one area, but the defense in turn, I feel like, really helped Sean Clifford in the offense as well. So for you, what's that one big takeaway from this big win?
2: I agree with you there, right? The the goal was to stop the run today um, against Auburn, and Penn State was able to do that. And for me, when I look at it, Tyler, I know Joey Porter, Joey Porter Jr., right? He's got, he ended up being okay, right, with the injury?
1: I, I think there were like right. a handful of guys that I feel like got bumped and yeah. bruised. And yeah. uh, I feel like we didn't get those updates throughout yeah. the broadcast. Well, we, hope, we they, hope. They seem yeah. like Nick's.
2: Yeah, we hope he's okay. Um, but, like, you know he's going to be there week in and week out ready to play. You know Brown's going to be there week in and week out ready to play. You know Curtis Jacobs going to be there week in and week out ready to play. P.J. Mustet for the same thing. What was encouraging today is I saw a heck of a lot of different numbers making plays. Adisa Isaac, right? Chop Robinson. Abdul Carter was making plays. So, I mean, this, if they can continue to find guys to make plays um, week in and week out, different guys stepping up week in and week out, they, they can become that much stronger as a defense. So, you're, but, but you're right. I think, I think the star today was a defense.
1: Defense for sure. Nick Singleton for sure is stars in this game. Uh, next up for Penn State, Central Michigan. The chips actually beat Bucknell uh, today, forty-one to nothing. So they're getting their Central PA battles back-to-back weeks. So that's the next opponent for Penn State, and I think we'll continue, Matt, to see a lot of guys. I think that's been one of the big storylines this year for the Nittany Lions is James Franklin managing so many players in this transfer portal era. You have so many new guys that you can work in and out, and that depth has certainly shown, and we talked about it previously on this episode. But, yeah, pretty impressive Penn State, its depth.
2: Yeah. We, uh, one of the things, too, I think it's important about next week now, looking forward to Central Michigan. Obviously, Penn State's you know, <laughs> expected to win this game, win this game big. Um, this isn't a game where you want to go out and mess around, though, Tyler. Right? You don't want to go out slow, start off slow, penalties, false starts, mistakes left, mistakes right, right, not understanding the game plan, not executing the game plan, and then just starting to pick it up midway through the second quarter and then winning the game right in the third and fourth. You don't want to do that. And what you why you don't want to do that is because of who you have to play the following week in Northwestern, right? How, Northwestern – go ahead, go ahead.
1: Well, as a college athlete, how do you avoid – Changing that mindset so you don't think of this Central Michigan game as just a walk in the park. Exactly, I mean, sure it is a games. mindset. I'm sure you, I'm, I'm sure you've been in games though, uh, even at Penn State, where like, ah, oh, we're going to win this game. The start wasn't as crisp as you would have liked.
2: Yeah, no, it is a mindset, and it has to start as soon as you step foot, you know, uh, on that facility, in that facility, on that practice field, in that weight room here in Week Four. Right, the second Week Four begins. You forget about Auburn. You're now focused on Central Michigan. You don't look at the fact that it's a struggling program or it's a struggling football team. I know they just won a game. You don't look at the fact that you know you, you you're expected to win by however many. You know you don't pay attention to the fact that you know, right? You're that much more talented than they are. It's about doing what you have to do. That's what this this game is. Not necessarily concerning yourself, what they're going to do as an offense or as a defense or a special teams unit. This game is about Penn State and what we need to do to get out and score early, to dominate early, and to set a tone early. This is a game, Tyler, where you can't have mental mistakes because I'm a big believer that if you're making a mistake in week four, you're going to make that same mistake in week five. It's too difficult in season to correct major mental mistakes or major errors that you're making throughout the course of the game, right? There's not a lot of time for it. And when you play Northwestern, again, I'm not looking ahead. Right? But, but this, this week four and week five go hand-in-hand hand here. They go hand-in-hand hand here because when you play Northwestern, it was always one of the more difficult programs to play against because if you made a mental mistake against Northwestern, they took full advantage of it. Their game plans are yeah. always great. They're always in the right position. You need to be dialed in and focused when you play a Northwestern team. And for Penn State, I need to see a clean, crisp game, and it has to start from snap one.
1: I'm not looking ahead past Central Michigan, but that Pat Fitzgerald Northwestern team has my eyes. <laughs> always tough. I don't know. They're always I think tough. They're always tough, and I think for Penn State too. Either way, either way, you beat Central Michigan, assuming they take care of business. There's going to be a learning experience as the Nittany Lions go into Big Ten play the following Saturday. Uh, Matt, any final thoughts on Auburn falling to Penn State forty one to twelve?
2: No, it's a big win. And obviously to get to get three, you know, three in a row to start the season off and two big wins on the road in tough environments. Um, you know, you mentioned learning experiences and I mean they I mean they've got it here throughout the first weeks of the season, right? Learning and winning in week one the way they did on the road and then going and, and taking this crowd out of it early and then just just Running away with a big, literally running away. <laughs> yeah. You know, with, with a big no, victory. No one was Aubrey. catching
1: up to Nick Singleton. You
2: know, it, it, it's just it, it just, that it sets a tone. It gives you so much confidence moving forward.
1: Gives the players confidence, coaching
2: staff confidence. For
1: fans, alumni like us, gives me more hope, Matt. I, I, I was uneasy going into this season. I didn't really know what to expect. That Purdue game, I was just glad. Penn State came away with the victory, but this win today, I know Auburn's not the Auburn of old necessarily, but still, still, 41-12 to on the road, really, really impressive victory. Matt McGloin, former Penn State legend, NFL quarterback. Again, I'm Tyler Feldman, class of 2016, filling in for Tom Hannafin. By the way, Matt, love the Austin shirt. Uh, I am based (laughs) out of Austin, Texas, so I appreciate you uh, wearing that for me today, even if it was – uh, unintentional
2: yeah it was not intentional but I, I appreciate it. it is a great shirt
1: <laughs> uh, Tom probably has 41 funk brewing Pater IPAs in his system right now because uh, that's what he told me that's I'm just reporting just reporting facts here he'll be back I'll be filling in I think occasionally this season Penn State again hosting central Michigan new kickoff at Beaver Stadium the game will be airing on BTN and you're looking at Matt Mcluuhan who will be operating the sidelines. For BTN, that should be some fun stuff, Matt.
2: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, it'd be good to be back in, you know, that Penn State environment. Um, to have the opportunity to be a part of, uh, you know, Big Ten Network's team is fantastic. Um, re- you know, had the opportunity to, uh, you know, be a part of the uh, spring game. So looking forward to get, you know, getting an up-close view, um, you know, of this of this Penn State football team next Saturday.
1: Yeah, that'll be a big benefit for the Penn State fans not inside Beaver Stadium next Saturday. All right, that'll do it for Matt. I'm Tyler, Peter. Podcast, Penn State again, 41, Auburn, 12.
0: Thank you all so much for joining us. We'll be back on ESPN Radio State College on Mondays and Fridays from 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern for the remainder of the Penn State football season. If you want to check out the podcast version of this show presented by the Believe Network, this episode and our entire library of shows is available now on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, and wherever else you get your podcasts. And of course, let us know what you think of the show on Twitter at ESPN Radio 1037 at McGloin QB11 and at Tom Hannafin. PATER is presented by Bet Online and by Funk Brewing. Thanks again, everyone, and join us next week for more Pater.
1: Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L-E-A-V
0: on YouTube.